Dash Podcast with Pastor Rick Hale, Senior Pastor of Grace Community Church in Roswell, New Mexico. I'm your co-host, Sean Lee. We're so honored that you join us today. It's our purpose at Living Your Dash to help you better connect the dots of discipleship so that you can find and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Now, today we're doing something different because Rick is actually not joining us today because we had a very special guest speaker this past Sunday, uh, our good friend, your good friend, you want to you wanna know him as the other brother. No, yes, the brother to another mother. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Barry Anderson, welcome uh, to Rick Hale's Living Your Dash. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to be here with you. Well, thank you. Now, Barry, you are Grace's Associate Pastor of Equipping. Now, some of our listeners might be confused about what that means. Uh, can you elaborate on, on what you do? Sure. Well, as a purpose-driven model church, uh, we have five purposes of the church. We've identified five biblical purposes of the church. And my particular area that, that I focus on is equipping people for ministry. Mm-hmm. We believe everyone has a, a, a sweet spot, if you will, for ministry. We help them find that by determining their shape. And, and if you'll get with me, I, I don't have time to go into that today, but Class 301 teaches that in detail. Mm-hmm. We help people find their shape for ministry by looking at their spiritual gifts, their personality, other things that, that play into that, and help them find ministries that are a good match. Because we want to find that ministry that fits them, uh, basically the way God designed them to be. Right. And so one of my jobs, one of my primary roles is to help people find that shape for ministry then plug them in and fill our volunteer ministry positions here at Grace. Fantastic, fantastic. And, and I, I just want to put in a plug for 301. You need to make it. If you've gone through <clears throat> the Discovery Class 101 and Class 201, you need to go to 301. You're, you are really missing out. Barry and his team, they want to help you. So, okay, well, thanks for letting me know about that, uh, letting us know about that. Let's let's go to your message that you did Sunday. So uh, yesterday, because that happened yesterday, uh, your message was on Psalm 100. So, I mean, <laughs> 100, right? Uh, I mean, you covered all of Psalm 100. You said, uh, that, which is pretty good. I mean, how many verses? Five verses. Oh, that doesn't sound so big. It's not, it's not, it's not many verses, but it's yeah. full. You could spend weeks on on that chapter for sure. Absolutely. And no joke, all kidding aside, it, it, I mean, what I want to do is I just want to talk about a couple things that, that you said, and I want you to elaborate on them. Uh, like, for instance, you said we're supposed to shout for joy. Well, that's what the psalm says. We're to shout for joy, um, but that our happiness doesn't matter. Now, that sounds confusing to me because... Why should I shout for joy if I'm not happy about something? Well, the, the first thing that I tried to explain yesterday is that there is very much a difference between joy and happiness. Uh-huh. Now, not everyone bought the definition, and I'm not sure it's the best definition that I used yesterday, but what we basically talked about yesterday was that joy is dependent on what's happening inside of you. And as a follower of Christ, we know that we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, and we have the faith that knowing that God has always loved us, always will, has always been faithful. And because of that fact alone, we can have joy. It's not dependent on outside circumstances or outside um, things that happen to us. Uh, it's happening. It's joy is because of what God is doing in our life internally. And so, happiness, on the other hand, is is dependent on what's happening to us, our circumstances, our life events. And certainly, we can have joy without happiness. Hmm. But the joy is God given joy. And in that particular verse. The psalmist is encouraging us to be expressive in our worship. Even when we don't feel like it, 
even when we're not happy, we have enough in God, and God has done enough for us already where we can have that joy, and it's not dependent upon our happiness. Well, that's fantastic. You know, I, I think that it's kind of interesting that we, I don't think I can actually generate joy in myself. It all depends upon maybe the stimuli that God gives to me. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, is if, if I know that God loves me, uh, even if maybe I don't feel it, but I, I still know it, I'm, I'm going to be filled with joy. Certainly. And God gives yeah. us that reason. Absolutely. If, if not for that, the reason alone that we understand that he loves us, that he sent his son to die for us, that act alone should give us a sense of joy to know that he loves us that much. Yeah. We don't experience that in our earthly tense that we live in here. We, we experience very much conditional love from other people, uh, even though we try to be unconditional, and we, we don't experience that, that internal joy that God gives us. Right, right. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for clearing that up. Um, you said it's something else. You said, remember who God is and who we are. Uh, so what is the best way to know about the works of God or the word of God or the character and the purpose of God? What's the best way? Well, the best way, obviously, this may sound a little simplified, but the best way is to know him personally. You're in a relationship with him, so we you, we can have dialogue with him through prayer. But then beyond that is studying his word, allowing God to, to speak to us through his Holy Spirit by reading his word and knowing what his word reveals and looking at the character of, of Christ because we learn those things and we catch a glimpse of who God is. Yeah. I mean, we, we have to study. We have to listen to God. We have to be in, in tune with his voice and recognize his voice when he speaks into our life, and then we have to respond. But once once we have that relationship with him, it's a lifelong process of becoming more and more like him, and we know his character. We know in any given situation what how he would instruct us mm -hmm. the more we know his word. Yeah, I, I think that the, we sometimes will think that, uh, well, you're a pastor. I mean, you you have the special ability. I don't know. God, God just dropped all the special ability right, right. for you to study God's word. I mean, right. So does that mean that, that study shouldn't be a part of other people's lives? Oh, absolutely. It has to be a part of other people's lives. And, yeah. and that's part of our role as pastors here at Grace is to lead people. Uh, that Another purpose of the church is, is growth yeah. and growing in Christ. And so uh, we encourage people to get involved in small group Bible studies and, and other opportunities where they can learn more about what the Bible says. But there has to be that personal intention, the personal commitment outside of church outside of activities for them to learn more about God through his word and through the Holy Spirit speaking into our life. Yeah, I think I think about that Second Timothy verse where God says, is it 2.15, where he said, study to show yourself as one approved, right. like a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed. That's right. Correctly handles the word of truth. And so that, that's given to, to every believer. Absolutely. And it's a privilege, isn't it? I mean, sure. My, my goodness, we uh, if you're the average American, you should know how to read. You should know. <laughs> sure. You should know how to, to think uh, um, critically about what, what is it that God is saying to me, uh, and we we right. let those gifts. Uh, we just we just don't use them. What a horrible right. thing if we don't activate it. No, absolutely. And 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 what I would encourage people to do is is in addition to God's word, there are some great resources. Now I would always say we we study God's word first and foremost, right? 
we, we can get caught up in other topics and by other authors and other writers that captivate our attention. But but we always test all that against God's Word mm-hmm. to make sure that whoever we're reading at the given time you know, matches up with what God says. I think that's important. And not get so sidetracked with a particular author or topic that we lose sight of the big picture of God's Word. Okay, I'm gonna. This is. We didn't talk about this earlier, but I'm gonna ask you something, Barry. When was there ever a time in your life when when you faced a critical juncture in your life that was really serious, and uh, it was God's word? Uh, I mean, there was no joy that, that you could find in the situation, but it was God's word that helped redirect your heart. Did, was there a time like that for you? Well, I think there's been a couple. Uh, one was when I left the last church staff I was on. Mm. In Las Vegas, um, circumstances there began to become very clear that God was getting me ready to move somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, and, but ironically, God used music and his word in music. And it was direct from God's word. It wasn't wow. a song that somebody just written, um, you know, just for that particular situation. But God used music to speak to me because I would listen to music when I would get up in the morning and walk. Yeah. And there was a song by, by Hillsong, um, Hillsong United, or Hillsong Worship, I think. And it was, Jesus, I Need You. And it was just a cry from the from the innermost part of your heart that, Jesus, no matter what, I need you, and I know you're there, and I know you're faithful. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that those are all biblical truths found in God's Word. But it wasn't necessarily a passage of Scripture that I turned to in God's Word. It was a song that I, I kept going back to over and over again, that he just kept assuring me that, he loves me that if I will take a step of faith as he leads me, he's going to take care of me. Yeah. And it was a promise that I clung to. And 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 looking back, of course, hindsight 2020, yeah. seeing his hand all the way through it. And so, but there's probably been more than that. I mean, but we turn to God's, we tend to turn to God's will. I'm sorry, his word. Yeah. When it's convenient for us or mm-hmm. only, only when we're facing those kind of crisis. Yeah. It's one of the two. And so just living by it and, and, and daily applying the principles and truths that we find in God's Word, we wait, and many of us find uh, and implement that that foxhole evangelism, foxhole discipleship even, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. It may not be the best term, but right. when we need it, when we're in that crisis mode, we turn to God. Yeah. And He wants us to do that, but He also wants the other 365 days a year when things aren't going so bad, we still to turn to Him. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned this Sunday that, that knowing the Lord, that's that's what verse says. Verse three says, "Know that the Lord is God." And you and you said, and this isn't just kind of a, a head knowledge. This is an experiential right, absolutely knowledge. And I appreciate you saying that. I mean, for me, whenever I was really dealing with a lot of bitterness, anger with with towards my father, you have a great dad. I know Bill. He's a great dad. So my dad, you know, he's in heaven, and so he can't he can't come back here and tell me differently. But but my dad, he, we had it rough. We had it rough. My dad was rough. But, but I, I think that uh, the, the Lord used his word to help rearrange me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's why, I mean, you, um, I don't know if you mentioned it or if I'm mi- maybe mixing up something else. But, of course, the scripture says that, that we should count it all joy right. whenever we face trials of many kinds. Even if the trials, yeah. we didn't ask for those trials. Right. right? Uh, we, got our, we got into our own trial. What's our mess? Right. But God says, no, it's good. Come back to me. Come back to my word. And that, and that word joy again is is uh, it's <laughs> confusing for us because we're not we're not happy during those times, right? But it's that word joy, and and, and to know that God is at work in our life, yeah, should bring us joy. Even and you said we we got in that situation by ourselves. We still have consequences. We choose our own 
selfish <coughs> ways or our sinful ways, we choose to do that, we have consequences. But even then, we can have joy to know that when, when God disciplines us, we know that joy is part of our relationship, that, that God is still near us and he's dealing with us in a way that's personal and real. And I think we can, we can draw joy from that as well. Even though it's not pleasant to go through, I know that God is still dealing with me, still loves me. It's a, it's a reassurance for me. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And I was just thinking about why joy, uh, which is, it's it's a birthright of every believer in Jesus Christ. I mean, it's something that, that we should have in abundance because we are, we're supposed to be in Christ. That's right. But I think joy is uh, the reason why it's not dependent upon our, con- our, our circumstances um, is because there is a sense of trust in that. We're trusting that God has something that we can't see over the horizon. That's right. Um, and so, all right, we spent enough time there. Right. We'll move on here. Um, you mentioned one of my favorite books, one of my favorite authors. Actually, it was Brenda who introduced me to Corey Ten Boone uh, about her. She and her sister, uh, Betsy and Robin's book. And tell me a little bit more about that, um, about that story. About the story. Well, it was, you know, her, her sister kept saying, listen, we need to give thanks. In fact, the, the scripture verse for their devotional that particular morning was, the first Thessalonians passage where it was rejoice always, pray continually, yeah. and all things give thanks to the Lord. Yeah. And so, Beth, uh, you know, her, her sister kept saying, listen, no matter what, we need to stop and give thanks. In this particular story, they had gone to this new dormitory and, and they discovered that it was just infested with fleas. Gross. Mm-hmm. And, and none of us really can maybe relate to that. I know that there, it's happened in a few people of my friends' lives, but I don't think we can really relate to it because it's not something that happens here. But Corey refused to give thanks for the fleas at first. Mm-hmm. And it was later determined that they had much more freedom in that dormitory for Bible study and prayer meetings, only later to find out the reason the guards didn't come in was because of the fleas. The fleas. <laughs> and so and, and you, people can look at that and say, well, that's just coincidence. That's just the way it all happened. But no, God ordered that to happen yeah. so that he could be glorified in, in such a difficult time in Corey and in her sister's life. And so even in those difficult times, we don't see the big picture. We don't see what God is doing right then. We may, may not understand it at all. We're called to give thanks even in those really difficult circumstances. And I think that's a great illustration of even when it's miserable, uh, we don't understand it, we're called to give thanks. Okay, so Barry, what I want to do is I want to kind of jump back to your job. Your job is to help people understand their equipping for ministry. And earlier you you had mentioned uh, about the gifting of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit in us. And, you know, it makes me think sometimes people look at you and they say, well, you know, Barry, it's easy for you because you're a pastor. You are more, you are better equipped than I am for ministry. How would you express an answer to that? Well, biblically, I don't believe there's anybody who's any more equipped with the Holy Spirit than anybody else. We receive the equipping that we need for the task that God calls us to have. And so we had talked about, you know, us as pastors. There's really no difference between us as a pastor and a lay minister, we're called to equip people. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's my main role. Uh, but the people I'm working with are no more, are, are no less, I'm sorry, no less equipped to do what God's called them to do than I am to do what God's called me to do. Mm-hmm. My role is to help them find their spiritual gifts, to tap in the power that God's given them through the Holy Spirit, and to plug them into ministry. And of course, we have a catchphrase here at Grace is a purpose driven church that every member is a minister. Mm -hmm. We expect everyone to be involved in ministry really from the time they plug in here at Grace. Mm -hmm. 
Now, when they first, maybe a new Christian plugging in for the very first time doesn't understand their equipping, doesn't understand their shape for ministry. And that's where I walk alongside of people and help them in that process. But we want somebody to dive into ministry the second they set foot into grace. It may not be their primary long-term ministry, but there are things they can do that right off the bat. They can greet, they can serve communion, they can mm-hmm. they can do some things like that that doesn't require as much training. Uh, it doesn't involve as much pre- preparation, if you will, as some of the other ministries. But there are no ministries that are more important than the others. It, it, it takes every part of this ministry operation to make the body of Christ complete. And mm-hmm. every, every believer doing what they're called to do to make the body of Christ complete. So you're saying just have a willing heart. Have Absolutely. Willing heart to learn. Be willing yeah. to learn. And we one of the illustrations we use is be willing to, to, to step into the, <clears throat> the shallow end of the pool. Stick your toe <laughs> in if you have to, but get involved in something. If it's not a good fit, we'll work with you to find another good fit, a better fit for ministry for you. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. What What do you think is the biggest challenge that maybe stands in the way? Because <clears throat> even though we say it and we believe it and we can show people uh, in the scripture where every member is a minister, people are, I think, still, they're a little apprehensive of even putting their toe in the water. What, what would you what are those obstacles, and what would you do to encourage them? Well, there's a lot of obstacles. The, the, the primary may be just being people feeling not equipped, what we just talked about, feeling yeah. infor- inferior, and, and maybe their background, too. Coming from a church where the paid staff did most of the work in right. previous experience, mm-hmm. that's not biblical. And so we, we try and start at that foundational level to show them what the Bible says about ministry and, and what the difference between our role as a pastor is here at Grace opposed to, you know, another church they've appeared in or, or been a member of. Yeah. The, the, the other thing, I think, is just a lack of commitment. I'll just be honest. I think we, we see people that will want to help, want to get involved in ministry when it's convenient or as time allows, instead of making that a priority and then allowing the other activities to kind of fall in beside. But we, we're finding it increasingly difficult to find ministry participants and leaders just because of, of time and commitment issues. Yeah, you're talking about intention. Uh, um, walking with intention. Right. And, you know, and I think about even going back to your message this past Sunday, that you, we never worship by accident. Um, We do it with intention. We do it on purpose. And so, Barry, thank you so much for giving us your time today and for serving the way that you do. I know that I'm a better equipped pastor uh, because of of what you do. So thank you for doing that. And, uh, hey, thank you so much Dear listener, for being with us today, we hope that you've been encouraged and better informed. And uh, we would love to get some feedback, so please give us a rating uh, or leave us a comment and let us know. Let us know how we can pray for you. So for more information about Grace Community Church, just visit us online at braselgrace.com. And until next time, may the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus be with you.